0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Though we are in the season of Lent, there are certain feasts which are to be kept when they fall during Lent, and so we celebrate the Mass of the Feast with commemoration of the Ferium, and the Last Gospel at Mass is not the usual Last Gospel, that is, the first chapter of the Gospel of St. John, but rather the Gospel of the Feria, which we otherwise would have celebrated. Today we keep the feast of the chair of St. Peter. Depending on which hand missile you have, you may have it noted today either simply as St. Peter's chair or as St. Peter's chair at Antioch. It is very interesting to note this is perhaps surprising to many of us that this feast is very ancient. It would not surprise us that the feast of the Apostle Peter, that is, the great feast of the Apostles St. Peter and Paul, would be very ancient, going back, of course, to their martyrdom. But even this feast, which commemorates the establishment of St. Peter's See, that is, his chair, his throne, celebrating St. Peter especially as bishop, as the first bishop of Rome, this feast goes back all the way to the 4th century. And so St. Augustine himself preaches on this feast, and that is part of the divine office for today. Over time, however, many churches wished to celebrate this feast earlier so that it would not fall during Lent and could be celebrated with greater solemnity. And so they would celebrate it on January 18th instead. It is thanks to this that we have what is called the chair of unity octave, which would come in the 20th century, because it is a full octave, eight days from the conversion of St. Paul on January 25th, excuse me, from the chair of St. Peter on the 18th until the conversion of St. Paul on the 25th. It is also, now that we have two celebrations of this feast, on the calendar, we have what is known as the keys of Septuagesima. If you ever wish to remember how early or how late Easter can fall, you can reckon, one of the ways to reckon it, is from Septuagesima Sunday. Septuagesima Sunday can never fall earlier than January 18th and never later than today, February 22nd. Nevertheless, as often happened. February 22nd would already be during a season of penance, or just preparing for it, and so many churches would celebrate the chair of St. Peter earlier, on January 18th. Over time, the Church simply adopted both celebrations, although certainly the original celebration focused entirely on St. Peter's See at Rome. Since the two feasts developed, over time the Church rather than simply repeated them, had one commemorate St. Peter's chair at Rome, that is, the newer feast, on January 18th, and the more ancient one, which is today, February 22nd, commemorated his chair at Antioch, since, of course, Antioch was the one that was founded first. By this, we mean simply that Peter did reside at Antioch. We know this from the Epistle to the Galatians, The Church of Antioch had already been founded. Nevertheless, because of the fact that the Prince of the Apostles did reside there and did reign there as bishop for a time, ever since then the Church of Antioch has always reckoned its apostolic succession from St. Peter. We know that the great St. Ignatius of Antioch himself was appointed there by the Apostle Peter. And so the succession was indeed recognized and established by the Prince of the Apostles himself. Nevertheless, he did not remain in Antioch, but made his final seat at Rome. And so Rome has always been considered as the sea from which the true successor of Peter is reckoned. We know this too from the meaning of our Lord himself. When we hear a passage of the gospel as we do today. This gospel is one well known to us, for it is the one in which our Lord proclaims to Peter after he has made his confession of faith, I say to thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give to thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. One detail that we pass over often is that this gospel begins by saying Jesus went into the area, into the regions of Caesarea Philippi. And this may not mean much to us at first. You must understand, of course, that he is still in the territory of Israel, still in the Holy Land when he is saying this, but where is Caesarea Philippi? This clearly is a name that has nothing Hebrew about it. No, it is a tribute to Caesar, just as the other city that is along the Mediterranean Sea in the Holy Land has Maritime Caesarea as its name. This is from the Jews of the time who were wishing to ingratiate themselves to the Roman power that ruled them. It is very noteworthy, then, that our Lord chose this specific region. This was to be the backdrop of his proclamation to Peter. It was standing there... Beneath the monument to Roman power in the Eastern world, in the kingdom of Israel, it was at this very place that our Lord chose to make this proclamation to Peter, thereby signifying that Peter would be the true Roman power residing one day in the Eternal City. For it is a teaching of our faith that it is not by mere ha- happenstance that the bishop of Rome is the head of the church on earth. Though this was by divine ordinance that the bishop of Rome as successor of Peter should be the head of the church on earth and should always be the vicar of Christ until the end of time. This is a feast then on which we pray especially for the church hierarchy and especially for the bishop of Rome. For that is the Mass that we celebrate today. It is not the Mass of an Apostle, but the Mass of a Bishop. For we honor Peter today, especially as Bishop, ordained as such by our Lord Jesus Christ, and so pray for all of his successors. St. Peter, Bishop of Rome and Vicar of Christ, intercede for us.